Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now, from Wichita's most listened to sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH, this is Sports Daily with Jacob Albrocht and Tommy Kester. All right, welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily here. Uh, We've got Tim Fitzgerald we're trying to get in touch with. There's apparently some AT&T outage. Chad, did we get Tim? I think we might be getting Tim. Tim said he's available. So, yeah. So I just text him. Um, yeah, uh, he he got a spam. You can call him. You'll get him, Jad. I think. Uh, so I, I. By the way, just while we get that connected, there is some kind of outage happening. I keep getting you know messages about like things are happening at my kid's school and whatever. So I'm not sure what's happening uh, with the with the AT and T thing. I haven't like followed in on any of that this morning. But are we getting hacked? Uh, Good news for yeah. Have we all been <laughs> hacked? I don't know. Like we we've got Tim Fitzgerald here, and Fitz, we can forego the intro since we had a little odd connection there. But like yeah, like are, are we all? Is this spamming? Are we like have we fallen for something? What happened? Somebody at AT and T opened that email. They're not supposed to open, didn't they? I I don't know what's going on, but I have AT and T internet, and if I have problems today, I, I'll cry. I'll cry a lot. Because um, I li- I live and work at home, and that's my connection to the outside world. AT and T don't fall- fail me now. Don't you'll you'll cry more than normal, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, that's that's a good clarification. I cry every day. Uh, Joined boy, by world-renowned crybaby Tim Fitzgerald here, uh, Fitz. <laughs> it is we're 
We so we Jerry Palm put out his bracketology this morning. Nine Big Twelve teams in with one on the bubble, so ten potential. I think that's kind of what we've all felt like was on the horizon this year. Uh, K State's clearly not on the bubble right now. I think the question becomes: Can they get to the bubble? Um, it would. It, it, and and when you, I, I think the answer to that is yes. But it's like, okay, well then, what would it take? And I'm having a hard time finding a path that doesn't include winning all the rest of your games, and then maybe, or, or at least all but one of them, and then picking up a couple of wins in the conference tournament. They don't have enough quad one wins right now to be in, but they could get there because they'll probably have at least four more quad one games on the on the plate there. It's a long road, but I don't think it's an impossible road. It's just improbable. What, what's your take on it? Uh, yeah, I, I'd put it closer to impossible because, um, you know, it's not like – how do I say this? They, they kind of are what they are. They, I'm not sure that they have a sustained gear that they can find on a regular basis. They did it against Kansas. Um I'm not sure you can – this team's capable of putting that kind of energy out. But they've got back-to-back home games here. So BYU on Saturday just becomes enormous. I mean, if you want any hope, like you said, they're clinging to a fiber of hope um, that doesn't involve winning five games in Kansas City. And and it starts Saturday with BYU. If you can't beat them and they're not that good on the road, then, you know, just quit talking about this. And then you got West Virginia and the same thing. I mean, you've absolutely got to win these two games, and you got to build some confidence in the process. And I, I think, you know, we saw last night maybe Cincinnati's beatable at home. Um, I'm shocked that Oklahoma State won there, but I'm sure that's the bubble team uh, in that bracket. And you know, there's just a lot of work to be done. And then oh, you get Kansas, and Iowa State comes in, and Iowa State uh, will come in to close out the regular season possibly with something to prove because they're still in the hunt for the regular season title. This is not a good formula, boys. Well, going back to the big Monday game, Fitz, uh, you know, kind of a slog fest. Texas gets the six-point win against Kansas State. How much of that do you think was a direct result of the quick Saturday to Monday turnaround for K-State? Yeah, I don't don't think any of it. I mean, I'm sure there was some factor there, but that looked like K-State playing K-State style. I mean, they just – they can't take care of the ball well enough. Um, you know, they just – they don't – guys, they don't pass and dribble. And if you can't build pass and dribble, you, you just don't have a foundation upon which to build the rest of your game. Uh, and, and that's just really come back to haunt them. I, I think Houston and Iowa State back-to-back exposed it, and now everyone's running the script. And uh, this K-State team is just kind of – uh, not, I don't want to say falling apart. They they just can't overcome their shortcomings with defense. And, boy, they do a great job doing that. I mean, you looked at that. If you watched that game, you couldn't figure out how Kansas State was in it based on how they were performing offensively. But defensively, they were that good, and they've been that good to keep these games in single digits uh, because, honestly, they're not competitive um, when they have the ball offensively. It's just painful to watch right now. It's it's is it in the tank like is K and, and I think I've asked this before, but is it in the tank for yeah. K State to do what it needs to do? Like, is it even in what anything we've seen thus far? I keep going back to that beginning of the Big Twelve when they could have been five and zero. Oh. 
Is there anything there? Is the team good enough to pull off what they're going to need to pull off for the miracle? I don't believe they think they are at this point. I think they think they can win. But if you guys have played competitive sports, if you think you can win, you're in trouble. Uh, and that's where they're at right now. They they really have to assert themselves on Saturday. I mean, you talk about the tank. They need to fill up. And if they can come out and really play well against BYU, shoot it well against a team that really kind of pushed them around in Provo just a couple of weeks ago, uh, maybe they re-energize it, fill up their tank a little bit, and then you get West Virginia coming in, uh, you know, Josh Eiler coming home to his alma mater. Maybe you can fill up your tank a little bit more, but, boy, you're, you're running out of gas stations, uh, and they got to get it solved real quick. You know, I feel like um, I've tried to you know, kind of find silver linings here and there during this difficult stretch for Kansas State. And um, I think, you know, really it's been over the last several games, the increased effort in rebounding and the way that that rebounding battle has played out. They did get out rebounded on Monday by Texas, but not by a ton. Uh, they've, I feel like they've really recommitted to that. And that's probably going to be something I would imagine down the stretch that's going to be crucial for them to continue to play hard on the boards. Right, and I think that's been a sign of progress. I almost looked at look at this coaching staff right now. We meet with them this afternoon at two. That they're like, what can we solve? What what can we improve upon? Because uh, the turnovers just seem pretty consistent. In fact, they were down a little bit against Texas. The problem was the turnovers they did have were glaring. So I think they focused in on rebounding uh, and defense as areas that they can be good in. Um, and they, they were kind of failing in the rebounding department for no known reason. I mean, that's a, they got out wanted uh, for the ball a lot, um, and I think they've solved that. That's another reason why they're staying in games. Uh, they're, they're playing hard. They just don't play well offensively, um, and I think that it's just a lot to overcome, but the coaches are working really hard to, to solve that problem, and I just don't think they have enough firepower on offense or ability to get into offense in the Big 12. I, I will be interested if this is an NIT team, if you what we see from them after they step out of the Big 12 and maybe take on, quote, lesser competition. Um, because I, I think uh, what's happened in the Big 12 might have, might have really shook this team up and, and questioned itself. And you start questioning yourself, you're in trouble. It, you know, it's been a really interesting path to get to this point. Certainly not a path to this point we expected, but the point at which K-State sits, I mean, if we're being honest, is sort of expected. We knew this was a bubble team anyway this year. At least we, we, we I shouldn't say we knew it. We thought it, right? We thought they're, yeah. they would be sort of a, maybe they can reach the NCAA tournament. So now that we're there and the path taken there has been a little bit different and maybe more controversial, there's no no chance, right? Like, do you get the sense at all that any momentum that, you know, exploded out of the gates last year wanes at all moving forward? Or is this just a blip on, on a bigger picture radar? I guess that answer awaits in year three. Um, and I'll be very fascinated to see how they remake this roster because technically they don't have many openings on this roster. Um, so unless guys go into the portal or, um, you know, they, they've got some they older guys that could could be done, um, but could come back. Um, we'll just see how it all shakes out. But, yeah, 
how many guys go into the portal at the end of the season? How many guys on this team um, that, you know, aren't providing enough depth and quality depth, uh, do they decide, well, he's young, but he ain't getting there on our watch? Or, you know, whatever their decision-making is. They're going to have to create space, I think, for at least three portal additions if they want to remake this team. Uh, and, um, you know, David Castillo will help a lot as a true point guard, but he's also going to be a freshman. Um, so I think they've got a lot of work to do in the portal. And year three will tell that story. If they can reinvent themselves and go find the right guys in the portal, I think that if there was an NIL problem last season with recruiting, it's been solved. Um, the Kansas State has really stepped up the Wildcat NIL has. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how it shakes out. But year three is huge for Jerome Tang. It really is. We haven't talked about this in quite a while. You mentioned you know, year three for Jerome Tang. Where do things stand from your perspective on Coach Tang? I mean, obviously there was quite a bit of drama early on in the season um, that was you know, really not related to the play on the court at all, as we all know. But now you're kind of going through a tough stretch in conference play. Um, and, you know, it's adversity. And, and if there's anybody that can, you know, motivate a team through adversity, it's Jerome Tang. So from your perspective, where do you think things stand for him and what he wants to do in the future? Does that include K-State? Where do you stand on all of that? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, of course, um, it's kind of all quiet right now and on the job hunt, and at least publicly. I know Ohio State has an opening that, you know, they're, they're probably talking to agents behind the scenes in the search committee. And you can see programs like Louisville and Michigan come open. Um, I think Jerome Tang uh, will be a hot commodity um, because of that first season. But honestly, did this season damage his reputation at all? I don't think so. I think he's going to be uh, desired out there, and, and uh, he'll have some decisions to make, at least possibly. Uh, but again, you know, if he gets too wrapped up in that uh, and distracts himself, we could be in for a rough season three of Jerome Tang basketball. Um, they're at a point now where, you know, they need to be all in or or be out, to be honest. And, and if the, this lingers on, if there's some doubt and it affects recruiting, boy, it, that's when you get into big trouble. Do you think bridges are mended from the Naquan Tomlin situation with Tang and administration? No, well, no. some administration? No. No, 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 no. I don't believe so. I think it's just uh, – um, you know, you, you learn to uh, work through a problem and uh, work through something that isn't ideal. Uh, but uh, no, I think uh, there's still a lot of lingering things, and I've, I've learned more about the situation. I'm not talking about publicly at this point because it's in season uh, that, you know, I can see why he would be still distracted by it. Well, it took overtime, Fitz, but last night the Kansas State women get a big victory over West Virginia. Aoka Lee back in a big way, 34 points for her in 26 minutes of action uh, as the 10th-ranked Wildcats get the nine-point victory over the Mountaineers. As we move forward with Kansas State and the, and the women, where do you think things stand with them? Are they back on track after kind of a, a rough stretch and, of course, missing Aoka for that, that period of time? Yeah, uh... That's a good win. I, you know, it's kind of funny. I was really busy yesterday with a bunch of stuff and been in the studio and uh, we wrapped up recording some stuff. And then uh, Zach Carlson, one of my employees and I and my wife went to dinner and the game was on like, holy crap, I totally forgot. I mean, I've just been in my own world. I looked up and saw, oh, K-State's winning by seven. They're going to win this game. I didn't see it was overtime. 
Uh, so uh, they got pushed pretty hard by a really good West Virginia team. Lee was incredible considering, you know, she's still kind of beaten up a little bit. Um, they're going to have to find ways to rest her and play her and rest her and play her, I think. But she was a warrior. And, you know, now Sundell apparently got banged up. She came back in. But, um, you know, she's she's that tough point guard you got to have. So, I mean, if it's an ankle, you know, maybe they can get her back to where she needs to be. But, um, yeah, this this is a Final Four quality team if they can get healthy enough to be that team. And uh, they're going to be, you know, a high seed, so they'll get to post at home for a couple rounds. And uh, that's just a huge advantage, uh, particularly when you have a home crowd like K-State does. And, and I think uh, we'll, we'll find out about this team, particularly in Kansas City, when they get to the Big 12 event, the tournament, and, and see where they're at. Yeah, they, they've got a – I mean, is there any chance Lee is totally healthy by the postseason, or is this just going to be their reality? Yeah, I think this is, you know, a reality of sorts, uh, and they just have to keep her healthy as possible. You know, when you get into that tournament environment, particularly in, in Kansas City, uh, you know, you start playing, you know, day, two days in a row. I know they're going to have a Sunday off in Kansas City um, from the bracket because of BYU being in the conference, and I think, you know, maybe that's an added day of rest. Of course, they'll have the double bye. So that's some rest. So you just got to steal whenever you can to to get her rested up and try to get her healed up. And I, I don't know how they'll do it, but um, you know I think we all agree she's pretty darn crucial to their their hopes of going deep in the NCAA tournament. Well, and she, you know, Caitlin Clark and and some other headliners are there, but she's as good as anybody in the country at what she does. I, I do yeah. want to ask you, Fitz. We got the five and seven model confirmed for the CFP. Uh, I've I've maintained from the beginning that you know that is as critical to the future of the sport as anything else is making sure these there's representation in the CFP. I, I am so excited that that's finally like off the table of some at large tournament. This will be way better. What was your take on getting the five and seven model news? Uh, I'm gonna take you right into your break with a rant. Uh, the news that the SEC and Big Ten wanted four spots apiece is offensive and just the opposite of what you said. It, it's not inclusive, not good for the game, it's good for them. Um, and I keep coming back to this sentence. What are they worried about? Why do they need to have reserved spots? Because they can't earn it. They know that their fourth team isn't going to be as good as second team in the conference, but here's what I come back to. There's 12 openings. Um, if the Big 12 and ACC get two apiece and there's one, you know, non-Power 5 team, that's five. That's seven openings. That's not enough to satisfy your lust for money. Um, you know, and but that's what it comes down to. They worry that they're not good enough to beat out the third team in the Big 12 or the ACC. Because in reality, a conference like the Big Ten probably isn't as as assured of that third spot as you would think. So they just went for four. It, guys, it's nuts. The commissioners of the Big Ten and, and SEC are going to absolutely destroy college sports with this greed. And if they don't stop, and if the rest of college athletics don't step up to them, uh, they will destroy college football. 
Um, well, but they're not getting that, the right? They're they're not getting that. They no. we are getting five conference mm-hmm. champions in. And the the ask is so offensive. Everyone should be really angry. And keep in mind, this is a temporary solution. They still, I believe, have to negotiate what it's going to look like in 2026. Um, you know when. Uh, the new contract takes over the contract where they don't have a, a television partner yet. Uh, and, uh, you know, they'll go back to work for it then. And I keep asking the question, what are they scared of? They don't want to compete on the field fairly for spots in the playoffs because they know they don't deserve it. If they knew they deserved those spots and they could prove it on the field, they would do it. They can't, so they won't. Uh, and they're going to keep asking for you know, world domination until, you know, someone gives in and votes in their favor. Uh, and it's just got to be stopped. Yeah, it's probably more the big. I, I, I doubt there will be very <clears throat> many years, realistically, that the SEC doesn't have four teams in. But, I, it, you That's know, the Big Ten right. hasn't—the Big Ten's been too top-heavy. Maybe Washington and Oregon change that. I agree with you. What are you scared of? And then with the new television deal coming up, the other college sports topic out there, this network, this combined network— uh, yeah. With potential joining of forces between a few, I don't. That one to me, like I don't even have a take on it. What does it do to current deals in place? What does it do? Like I don't know what to make of all of that. Good, bad, like I, I really don't. Like I don't know if it's a good thing. I don't know if it's a bad thing. I'm with you. It feels like a, a grand idea that's on the the whiteboard in a conference room, and they're really excited about it. When they get down to the nuts and bolts that you just mentioned, I I can see this falling apart. I really can. Uh, I, I'm worried about Fox and ESPN joining forces with this streaming and somehow joining forces in colluding to suppress prices for bidding. Um, I, I hope a CBS steps in. Uh, you know, CBS Paramount Plus isn't actually part of this. Turner is – their entity for the basketball tournament is um, – I, I, someone's got to stop this. I just see these forces conspiring. We're, this is the same debate. This is ESPN uh, and Fox representing the SEC and Big Ten here, and I can I can see them really conspiring to try to suppress the bidding prices for a lot of you know rights in the future. Uh, because again, we're seeing this massive greed in college sports that's going to destroy everything. Well. Um... We appreciate it, Fitz. We'll end on a on, on a Debbie Downer there, but uh, glad your internet is working wow, wow. for now. You can find all the work at gopowercat.com. You can follow Fitz on social media at Life of Fitz. We'll see if we can pull a miracle off here with the K-State men. It's at least got us intrigued. I'm pretty pretty excited about that BYU test this weekend. It's got to start somewhere, and they got to have that one. Yeah. So we'll look forward to it, and I'm sure you guys will have it all covered at gopowercat.com. Absolutely. Lots of coverage up at Go Power Cat, and we'll have more between now and tip off. It, this is a huge game. They absolutely they don't just need to win. They need to they, they need to feel good about how they won. Uh, and I will see if they can pull that off. And you'll hear it right here on KFH. Fitz, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you, boys. There goes Tim Fitzgerald. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll digest a little of that and move forward with the day in the sporting world as we make our way through this Thursday of Sports Daily.
All right, welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily. If you missed anything with Tim Fitzgerald, you can go back and listen to that for free on the Odyssey app. Uh, KFH and Taco Bell have your chance to win a trip for two to the College Hoops Championship Tournament in Kansas City. That's March 13th through the 16th to cheer on our Kansas, Texas, Oklahoma, and Iowa teams. The trip includes two all-session tournament passes and three nights hotel accommodations. To enter, simply text TBBIG to the number 20357. Want a complimentary breakfast burrito? Just go to kfhradio.com, click on the events page, download the voucher, and then head to any Wichita and surrounding Taco Bell locations, with the exception of Hutchinson. Your chance to see the College Hoops Championship Tournament and snag a complimentary breakfast burrito from Taco Bell happens here on KFH. We are getting close to the postseason in college basketball, Tommy. We got the news earlier this week that the Big 12 Media Days are going to move to Vegas. And I know we've had assurances that, you know, Kansas City's locked in as the Big 12's host city, but it does make me wonder. I wonder how long that is in the best interest of the Big 12. It's certainly in the best interest of our region. Uh, We love that that tournament's in Kansas City. It is one of my favorite events every year. If you've never been up, it is a blast uh, to bring all the fan bases together down there in downtown Kansas City. You're going to add four teams in now. I mean, could you imagine and can you imagine what that tournament's going to be like? when you've got Arizona fans in there and the way that they'll travel most likely, like you're going to have a conference tournament in Kansas city featuring, you know, four or five of the top programs in the country. It's going to be incredible. Yeah. And I do think that, you know, with Kansas city, part of the reason why, you know, maybe they're locked in for the foreseeable future is just because it is pretty centrally located, you know, especially when you've added, but teams it won't like- be anymore. Well, right. I mean, it kind of will because you've still got UCF and you've got West Virginia. You've got, oh, that's you've true. got Cincinnati. That's true. You know, you've got teams that are on the, the eastern side of the country. So it is yeah. still, you know, pretty much centrally located. Now, that being said, you know, the media days happening in Vegas, that's not centrally located because you've got teams from, again, the East Coast and Florida and all of that flying yeah. all the way to Vegas for media but day. But you don't so, have fans really yeah. having to do True. that, Good I point. suppose, would be the one difference. The fans aren't traveling to media days. I, I don't know how long. I mean, I hope it's sustainable forever. I hope that tournament stays in Kansas City forever. I really do. It's so built for it. It is so much fun if you haven't been to go down at Power and Light and just see, like, the seas of colors of different – like, Iowa State takes over. I'm just tell you right now, Iowa State takes over PNL and they party hard. Yeah, they travel really well. They do, and they and they embrace it. And I'm t- like, you 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 know, when I used to cover that tournament, working, you'd stay down there, you'd get done with your work late, you'd be like, all right, I'm gonna run over across the street and grab a beer, or whatever. And it's just Iowa State everywhere, and it's so cool. Like it's fun. They're a blast. And I remember I was walking around, and this was probably again, after a long day at work. And at that point, it's probably like, I just need some food. And I'm walking around like the backside of where those bars are. I don't, I probably got lost because, you know, I didn't know my way around down there. And it it's like a mountain of empty kegs back there. Like just a, seriously, a mountain of empty kegs. And then I walk around the other side and see how hard like the Iowa State crews partying and everything. I'm like, oh, this is this kind of party. Okay. Uh, and then you just sort of take it all in. It, it is a cool event. And it is, look, it's not just a big like, frat party or anything like that like it's it's fan friendly it's kid friendly uh i'm talking about what happens like late night down at pnl but otherwise it's a, it is they do a really really good job with the big 12 tournament uh, and i hope it stays that way i hope kansas city is able to maintain that 
Uh, because the reality is, if they can, it's just going to put this region on the map as a really cool place, and, and you will have new people able to come in and see what kind of a city. I mean, there's not a city in the country with as much buzz as Kansas City right now, and that's thanks to the Chiefs, and that's thanks you know, probably to the fact that people realize how many like very famous comedians are from Kansas City that have like exploded their careers and how public-facing they are with their support of Kansas City. But it's as it's as hot, uh, you know, a city as there is in the country. Uh, in the Big Twelve tournament, it's one of the best things, in my opinion, that it does. Uh, this isn't about the Big Twelve tournament, but it got me thinking about conference tournaments. And I don't know about you, I I really miss Arch Madness. I miss the Missouri Valley tournament, really, and, and Wichita State playing in it in St. Louis because I always felt like that yeah. was a lot of fun too. And I know it's a little bit further away than Kansas City is. Um, but well, man, I feel away like than Fort Worth is yeah. too. And I, 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 mean, I just felt reality. like, you know, years and years, like that was a really well done. And I know it, you know, obviously the Missouri Valley still has their tournament, Wichita state's not a part of it anymore, but that was always fun and, you know, fun postseason play. And, um, I don't know. I just, I got to thinking about that earlier. I'm like, I kind of miss arch madness. It was fun because the shockers traveled to it so well. It was fun because it always took place at a different time. So it got the spotlight to itself a little bit. Because um, it was always I, the weekend would, before right, Selection yeah. Sunday, right? Yep. Okay. So you'd have like a full week to just sit there and stew. But it did put them on their own platform, yeah. which was cool. I, um, I think Fort Worth is probably a perfect place to do a tournament. The problem is it's correlated to Wichita State coming out of its glory years, right? That tournament being in Fort I think – you know, in the early AAC days, that tournament was in what, like Orlando or something? I think I can't even remember now. And then they moved it to Fort Worth, and it's like, well, this is perfect, but it's sort of happened right as the Shockers have trended downward, right? The COVID year, I believe, was the first year of Fort Worth, and that's when the Shockers drove down, got off the bus, got back on the bus, and drove home, and they didn't play. So I, I think that it has just like oozes potential to be just an incredible spot. Like if I'm going to visit somewhere, uh, going to Fort Worth is, have you ever been to Fort Worth? I have. Yeah. Fort Worth's awesome. Fort Worth is really cool. Like to me, Fort Worth's way cooler than Dallas. Fort Worth feels a little bit more intimate. It is like they do a really fun job of embracing like a, like a cowboy culture, even though it's a city. I mean, it's metropolitan. They still like you get a good flair of Texas in Fort Worth. And, and I think it's a, you know, the boots and everything. I think it's a cool spot. And I do think it's going to serve as a really nice host city. We just need the shockers to be so good that they're going down there, you know, as a favorite to really get people amped up. It's closer, right? How far is St. Louis from Wichita? Oh, what? Like seven hours, I think. I think so. So, I mean, Fort Worth is closer. It's easier to get to. It's easier to fly. Well, it may not be easier to fly to anymore. It probably is. Easy. It's as easy to fly to. Or if you're going to drive, I have to go to, you know, corporate meetings sometimes, you know, from time to time. Like, it's it's an easy drive. You just literally drive south. You get on 135 and you drive south. And that's pretty much it. Like, you have a little veering from that at the very end. Uh, but it's an easy drive. I don't know. Like, I, Wichita is... I w- there's also a part of me that wishes they would rotate tournaments like to, to the ho- some of the hosts, you know, like they do in the other sports, like we get softball and stuff like that. Because Wichita would be an awesome host city too, just like it was for the NCAA tournament. Like how cool would that be if you could get like an AAC basketball tournament in Wichita once every – the problem is it would come like – I mean, how many times do you rotate? Like once every 
I mean, it's not you're not going to have every city host, but there you could have a tournament in Memphis. You could have a tournament in New Orleans. Uh, you'd have a, the possibility to have a tournament in Houston. You'd have one in in DFW through SMU. Like they, they, not for long though. I guess SMU's leaving. But maybe North not. Texas, maybe the you, best. Could, you could have North Texas. Yeah, you could. You, you could. You could. Yep. You could get on board. With you could North go to Texas. San Antonio so for a for a year. You know, do something uh-huh. down there. Yeah. It, and that's what they'll do in the other sports. Probably not the way to do it in basketball. I mean, I, there's not a league that does that in basketball, I don't think. It's all – I mean, it was centrally located when I was covering a Division II school. It was in the same place every year. Uh, but it it did. Anyway, long story short, I, I the Vegas thing and, and our promo there um, got me to thinking, like, boy, I hope they don't ever move the Big 12 basketball tournament because it really is – it's as fun. Honestly, it's probably more fun than covering the NCAA tournament because you get just a little bit more access at the Big 12 tournament than you do in the NCAA tournament. And and I just I have so many fond memories of it. And and there will definitely be a point when my kids get a little older, like we're going to go up and like lock into the Big 12 tournament, and just hang out and watch a ton of basketball and do that stuff. Uh, but, you know, hopefully for a long time. I don't remember what the agreement is. I know they just came up with with another one, but. It's not. It's not going to be. It's probably not going to be forever, uh, but hopefully it's for a short period of time. Uh, another headline this morning, Tom. We talked about this to some degree yesterday. The Justin Fields thing, uh, the Instagram thing. How? What do we make of not following your team or the NFL? He went on the St. Brown Brothers podcast and basically said he just needs to take a break. Like I, I'm. I can't. You know that I can't. Like I can't follow this stuff. What does it mean to unfollow somebody? I, I mean, I don't know. I feel guilty when, you know, I see on Facebook that I have a friend request that's been there for like two and a half years that I, I don't think I ever even saw to begin with. Like, what does it mean to unfollow somebody on Instagram? And also, like, who's tracking this? Like, who's keeping track of who Justin Fields follows on Instagram? My biggest takeaway from all of this is I didn't know that the St. Brown brothers had a podcast. I feel like, is that now a thing? If you are brothers in the NFL, you have to have a podcast. Is that the way? Like, it's kind of, it seems like a Kelsey brothers knockoff. Well, you've got the McCordy, you got the McCordy brothers are, are uh, color analysts on Westwood one. We hear them all the time on KFH. They do an alternate broadcast, or at least they did a couple games last year, I think for Patriots games, I want to say. Um, so okay. I feel like it, that's kind of a thing now. So if you've got a brother and you're playing in the NFL, you've got to get together. You've got to do some kind of media with that brother. I think it's kind of the way that the trend is moving towards. I had no idea that because uh, obviously Amon Ra, right, is one of them. Yep. And Aquaminius. Aqu- Aquaminius is the other one. Uh, those are they've got crazy names, which is incredible yeah. names. I, I I don't even know that I said Aquaminius' uh, name correctly. He's not as good as Amon Ra, but uh, there you have to. I mean, you have to take advantage. But also on that, with with the amount of brothers, and you had the Barber brothers, and you got the Manning. Uh, if you ever, you know, if you're out there and you're wondering if in third grade you need to take your kid and put them through like six days a week camp and grueling to try and make them you know, an NFL player right now, understand that genetics is, I don't know, 95% of the equation here. Like, no matter what you do, sometimes genetics just wins. 
And and the brother combinations of the NFL should tell us that as much as anything. You know, it's it's uh, it, it takes it takes more than you know chasing your kids around like crazy uh, nine days a week to get it done. Uh, as much as I enjoy doing that, as we have you know a day of practice and a game day for our third grade basketball, I'm like, man. I don't know how some people can keep up with this. And I know a lot of a lot of people do, and they love it. And I'm like, my God, I'm already exhausted uh, trying to do Because you got more than one kid, then what are you going to do? That's all you're doing. It's a, it's a crazy world. I don't know how I went down that rabbit hole, but you said brothers. And I thought about this the other day. I'm like, it, like genetics are, are always the top priority of what's going to, what it's going to take to be a great athlete. Like if, you know, unfortunately, Tommy, like me, I'm probably, I'm not going to say it's an possibility, but I'm probably not going to create a pro basketball player, you know, unless they get like none of my genetics and all of, you know, a a, a bit, I I guess you could hit the, I guess you could hit the genetic lottery and, and only take those things and end up with a kid that's basically taller than anybody else in, in his family. Uh, but probably not going to happen no matter what we do look Uh, i don't need i don't need a pro athlete uh to be one of my kids if i can just get a scholarship some kind of scholarship you know for for my boys to take care of college video game scholarship you can do that it doesn't have to be an athletic thing just some kind of scholarship uh that that's what i'm looking for you've got golf in your back pocket golf's the outlier here golf isn't as much a genetic thing i don't think um as it is like just have access as you know, there's there's an access piece to that, certainly. Um, I, I need, that would be the way to go. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Like, I need my kids to be good golfers. Uh, because then then maybe we'll, we'll get in the mix there. But you've got one. I've seen some of the videos of your... Man. Uh, of your son, I took him. I took him to the driving range on Monday, uh, Monday afternoon, nice afternoon. Took him out there. He had never been out to a driving range before, and I kind of hesitated because there are people that are practicing, and I don't, you know, want a toddler bothering them, and I don't want him running around. And I thought he might run out to the range and maybe get hit, and I just didn't want to chase him around. But I was like, we're going to try it, going to give it a chance. That kid stood on the driving range for over an hour and just hit golf balls and didn't move. And what I, I had to drag him away, kicking and screaming. He, he wanted to stay longer than, than what he did. So I don't know. I've, I think I've created some kind of golfing monster. He's only two, uh, but he's obsessed with it. It's impressive. I give my four-year-old son a golf club, and everybody around better look out because – He's either smashing that thing into the ground or it turns into a sword and he's going to go to town on somebody. So uh, what I, we do, we are not we don't have that gift of golf patience in our kids. I, they all took like golf camp uh, this past year and I think they had kind of fun with it, but they didn't have that didn't have that like natural affinity to it by any means. I don't know if that's going to happen. I I I need them to play just so they'll play with me and I can have an excuse to go play. Yeah, that's, a, that's an added benefit. That's a side benefit yeah. of it. I walked out the door this morning. You know what was on TV when I was walking out the door that my two-year-old was watching? The PGA Golf Tournament that was currently on TV at that time. Wasn't watching cartoons. Didn't have Bluey on. He was watching the golf tournament. I don't know. It's weird. Watch out, Charlie Woods. Isn't that Tiger's son's name, it Charlie? Is. Look out. Look out. Here he comes. In 16 years, he'll get there. Could you? Could you? Could we just live vicariously through your pro golfer son, please? Well, I'm hoping to live vicariously through him. Well, no, I'm saying like, is there room on the bandwagon? I just want him. You know, if he can buy me a house someday, if he's on the PGA Tour, you know, if I can travel all around the world to watch him golf, I'm on board with that. You're, you're ignoring my question. Well, the answer is no. Is I mean, there room? Not for is you. Is there room on the bandwagon? Not for, for me, absolutely. Not not for you. I'll remember that when I've got a kid that's like some when when my son's a rock star someday because I feel like that's his path right now. He loves to scream and smash things, and he's musically, I think, inclined. Eight six nine twelve forty on the way out. Let's give away some HTO free iced tea uh, for any of the locations in Wichita, East or West, or in Derby. We'll get you a free iced tea and a free brew house coffee in Derby or Wichita East. Jad will get us a winner. Eight six nine twelve forty. Good luck. Enjoy the drinks on us here at KFH. We'll come back last full segment right after this. Congratulations, Scott, for winning our HTO giveaway. Tommy, are you excited about the EA College football coming back? Yeah, I loved that game when it was out 10, I mean, 12 years ago. That game. Had it, played it all the time, um, and then it went away. And you know what? Honestly, up until 
gosh, maybe five or six years ago, I would occasionally still pull out one of the old versions and, you know, have some fun with it. Uh, so I'm glad it's coming back. It's going to be awesome. I saw today there is the plan now to compensate the athletes for their name, image, likeness, that kind of thing. And from what I read, and this was on the ESPN article, it'll be about 11,000 athletes eligible, and they're each going to get essentially a $600 check and a copy of the game, which is you know probably going to cost about 70 bucks. So before you scoff at $600 and think, well, that's not nearly enough, imagine, though, that they are doing that 11,000 times. That's a little over $6.5 million they're shelling out. That's not bad, right? That's a pretty big commitment, I would say, from EA Sports to you know to be able to do this because the reality is they've been highly successful without using names on that video game franchise, right? Like they just they never had the names before, and now that they can actually have them, you know, six and a half million dollars that's not a bad deal for the players that get a little, nice little six hundred dollar check for the you know there are going to be some players who are certainly be more, more valuable than that, and there were there would also be a lot of players who have absolutely no value to EA Sports, so. I'm okay with the blanket, you know, money for all of them combined. And I would imagine that there are some conversations like to whoever the cover athlete is. Maybe that's a separate issue or whatever. But I'm okay with $600 a pop on that. I think the only thing that I think about uh, with it, and in principle, I'm okay with that that payment. I just think about royalties. And there aren't any royalties with this. Uh, so the athletes get a one-time payment. Because how do you determine that? I know. That's the tough yeah. part. But – I mean, if you had a – so, like, you look at, like, the NFL, uh, like Madden or Major League Baseball has video games, things like that. There are agreements with the different players' associations, with the unions, with these professional sports. And, you know, I would imagine – I don't exactly know how those deals are played out. I don't think it's a blanket thing. I think it's more like a royalty-based, you know, type situation, money going to the union, and, you know, and, and, that, and then it's distributed out that way. Well, college athletes, they, I mean, there's not a union. There's not, you know, an, yeah, an association know. like that. So you get paid once. I know it would be nearly impossible to figure out royalties and all of that. But I mean, you can think about out, the money though. that's being it's made not like on the, the athletes game. have to do it. Right. Think well, about I know. the money that's being made on the game. And if each one is going to run 60 to $70, uh, you know, you're getting paid 600 bucks. I don't know. It does make it a lot more they, messy, but I. They got to pay the schools to use the branding. I mean, there's a lot of things they're going to in licensing that they have to navigate and deal with. And the reality is the players can turn it down and just not have their name image likeness used. So if you're, you know, if you're uh, Avery Johnson and you don't want your name on there, I guess you could just say no to the $600. The reality is, though. If we're trying to teach young people how to be. Uh, how to market themselves. Tommy, if you were advising a star athlete, would you say, no, I think you should hold out for more, or no, don't give them your name, image, and likeness for only $600, or would you say, boy, that is a platform that could make you a whole lot of money in other places because you might be everybody's favorite player on that video game. Now maybe they're buying your T-shirt or they're doing whatever it else it is you have cooking. I would say take the 600 bucks, take the platform, and let's see what we can do with this thing. Yeah, I get that. And I think that if, you know, you've got people that are advising these college athletes, it is a good opportunity for them on a mass scale, you know, to continue to build those brands. So, like I said, in, well, principle, like in principle, I don't have an issue with it. 
I did think about royalties, but it would be pretty messy to try to figure that out. It'd be pretty messy. And think about like the Super Bowl halftime performance. Usually those those artists don't get paid. They just want the platform, right? And so I, I think... I think that that's reasonable. I, I don't. I don't think I ha- and I could change my mind on that. I guess, but I don't think I have an issue. I actually kind of like it. I think it's pretty good. Six and a half million dollars put in by EA Sports to do that. Maybe that number goes up in the future. I don't know, but it's a good. It's a good starting point. Eight six nine twelve forty. We'll come back. We'll tell you what's on the networks tonight. Next. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.